Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast, and this is episode 77, and it's cervical orgasms. What are they and how to have one? Or more. Or more. Because <laughs> if you've been listening to the Love Lab, we are on our orgasm series. We tackled multiple orgasms last week, and so why not apply that to cervical orgasms as well? Yeah. <laughs> I personally love having cervical orgasms. Oh, really, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Do explain. How does that work for you? Well, there's just nothing better than when my cervix is stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to give you a little anatomical anatomy lesson here for you, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> we will be getting to that shortly. <laughs> All right. So I'm super excited to uh, bring this subject into the air because there's still a lot of debate around cervical orgasms. Are they real? Do they exist? Is it all in your head? And I think ultimately it doesn't fully matter. There's been enough proof, enough scientific things that have shown that... um, um, different areas of the brain get lit up, that there's different nerves, and we'll go all in depth with that to show that there is something happening and cervical orgasms can happen. But because orgasms do happen in the head, then if you don't believe in them, if you're not open to them, or if you don't let your head get in there and make that happen between your brain, then it's not going to happen. So you also play a role in it. Yes. And before we dive in any deeper, we must have a word from our sponsor. Oh, yeah. I was getting there. Don't go all premature ejaculator on me, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So if you are ready to be part of this secret club of men who are great in bed and you want to have harder erections or you want to last longer or just bring your sexual skills to the next level, check out Power and Mastery. It's at powerandmastery.com. You can find out all about the courses there. All right, so let's dive into cervical orgasms. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, I'd say that cervical orgasms are definitely less popular than clitoral orgasms. Most people, most women are wired a certain way, and they've figured out how to use that clit. And 70 to 80% of women, that's what they need, and that's the only way that they reach orgasms. Hey, let's celebrate that they're reaching an orgasm. For sure. That's awesome. That's a good thing. But we got to remember that, uh, you know, you create grooves. The more you do the same thing over and over, the more it creates that pattern. And sometimes I think you can really limit yourself and your ability to experience different sensations in your body. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the the clitoris is external. Mm -hmm. At least part of it is anyway. (laughs) Um, And... And it's very obvious why most women learn that first, right? You're experimenting, you're like in the shower with the shower head wand, and you're like, oh, if I put it right, you know. So it's pretty obvious why women figure that out first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cervix, it's internal, you can't see it, it's deeper, it's maybe a little bit more elusive. And so if you haven't taken the time to really explore 
all of these things, you might have missed it. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes to um, people get attached to that quick explosion. It's somewhat easier to get a clitoral orgasm than it is to reach a cervical orgasm. There are more elements that need to be put into place. And because it is deeper, because it is just something, I think it takes a little bit longer to awaken. It's different sensations. I kind of see the uh, clitoral orgasm as a firework. That's really how I see this. It's explosive, it's quick, it's firework, and it's rapid. Well, different type of orgasms are definitely like take longer. <laughs> I don't yet have the name of what they could be like, but uh, they definitely explode a lot too, but I think it's not as quick to trigger. Some, some people have described the cervical orgasm more as like uh, rolling hills. So like the analogy, one of the analogies I read uh, in an article preparing for this was that um, uh, a clitoral orgasm is like you're you're climbing up the mountain and then mm-hmm. you have this big, you know, explosion uh-huh. where they say the cervical is a little bit more like up and down a bunch of rolling hills. Oh, that's interesting. So I'd say from my personal experience, because I do own a cervix. <laughs> yes. Lucky you. Uh-huh. At your cervix here, my dear. <laughs> so, um, okay. I have less control over my cervical orgasms. So it is a deeper sensations. And it's not like that I'm so heady when I'm having sex and, and experiencing it. So it's a little hard to break it down and put it into words for you listeners. But what I do see happening that's different is the... It's not just located to the cervix, unlike the clit where it's kind of like happening in your clit, where it is. it starts from deep and it spreads throughout your ha- whole body and can literally be from head to toe, like hairs to toe, wherever. Um, and there's also something, do you know when I get into these like rolling orgasms wave after waves and it's like and it takes me by surprise sometimes takes us by surprise these are more of the cervical orgasms where it's like i don't have as much control over them or like once they start going it's like whoa whoa and there's more and it kind of goes easier into the multiple because of how it functions yeah and you know i I would say too you made a comment at the very beginning of the show about how some people maybe don't really believe that they exist and Mm -hmm. maybe there isn't that much research but the reality is is you can feel your own body yes and you can feel the difference between when an orgasm comes from your clitoris and when it comes from your g-spot and when it comes from your cervix absolutely and so that's really that's all the proof we need like you can feel it (laughs) Like you're like, whoa, that was totally different. Yeah, but some women are not able to feel it. They've desensitized themselves or they hold a lot of trauma within their vagina and then it's not sensitive or it's like really tight or painful. And I want to say also a word of caution with the cervix is that the cervix can be really sensitive and it's not liking to be poked. And this is a good point. Maybe we should explain a little bit of of the anatomy since we mm kind of made that joke in the beginning about, you know, me having a cervix, which obviously I don't because men do not have cervixes. Yes. So the cervix basically is um, the lower portion of the uterus and it's tubular in shape. The cervix has three nerves that irrigate it. So that's really phenomenal when you think about it because 
the clitoris really has one nerve and you get a lot of sensations from that nerve being stimulated and from having a clitoral uh, stimulation. But think about it, your cervix has three nerves that irrigate it, the vagus, the hypogastric and the pelvic nerves. That means there's a potential for much deeper sensation. The vagus nerves too, it nerves like all the way like from the pelvis all the way up to the head, like through the spine. Like there's really something kind of special about that nerve too. Yeah, and this is, so when people say full body, body orgasms mm. this is kind of where that comes from because you've got all these nerves mm-hmm. and they're 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 going literally from the genitals all the way up to your head mm-hmm. and so if you trigger in an intense orgasm um, through cervical stimulation, yeah, you could feel that throughout your entire body. Yeah. And so how do you reach your cervix by yourself? It's a little bit tricky depending on um, where you are in your cycle because your cervix will move higher and lower. We'll talk again more about that later in the show. Um, but I feel find that the easiest way is literally to squat down and sometimes is to press down on your pubic bone, um, on your mons here where your pubic hair are, if you still have pubic hair, and kind of press a little bit and then with the other hand as you're squatting insert your longer finger possible and go up uh, towards your belly basically and you will find a um a little i mean it's it's not a door right uh, the way that it really feels it's a little bump and depending on when you are in your cycle it's either going to feel very soft and open like your lips if you bring your finger now to your lips and just touch your lips gently apart that's a soft cervix that's a cervix that is fertile and open that's like ready for spermatozoid to go in and then you know meet the egg and create a baby when it's not fertile and you touch your cervix it's like the tip of your nose there is a hardness to it and at the same time it's still somewhat soft but it's different between the tip of your nose and your mouth and this is like really how you get to know your cervix And you will see that depending on the position, the cervix will go higher, lower, depending on the excitement, because when there's um, blood flow that comes into the vagina and the ligaments pull things and there's extra blood flow, I mean, everything like expands, right? And it moves and shifts. Um, And so you will find that your cervix will change location and that some positions will be more comfortable than ever in terms of the lovemaking. Yeah, and it's important to point out, too, that its position will change throughout your cycle. Yes. Right, so where you are in your cycle will determine how high or low it is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I find that... Uh, when we're making love, now granted there are certain positions, we'll give uh, one of those in the in the tips later on, but I find that um, at certain times of your cycle, I can definitely feel like I'm bumping up against it, and at other times, not so much. So yes, position matters, mm-hmm. but also time of your cycle matters, because mm-hmm. you are internally changing. Absolutely. So I'm so curious, as a guy, how do you feel it with your penis? Like, how does it feel? How do you know you're touching my cervix? well uh i would describe it as literally like a bottoming out right Mm. like so when you're not touching the cervix um you're not you're not your penis the tip of your penis isn't touching really anything like yes you can feel the vagina sort of wrapping around your whole penis but you're not like hitting the wall, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when you are touching the surface, you can very clearly feel the tip of your penis touching something. Um, And 
like you described, how the cervix feels different at different points of your uh, cycle mm-hmm. or different points of arousal. You can actually feel that difference with your penis too, because sometimes, really? yeah, sometimes you'll you'll hit it and you'll you know you're touching something, but it's like the tip of your penis touching a pillow. Like oh, it's, it's like, like it's, soft and like yeah, it's kind of soft, cushiony. Uh huh. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and and other times you'll hit it and it'll be quite hard actually. Yeah. And in certain positions, if it happens to be quite hard, it can be slightly painful on your penis. This really? is like, well because it's like it's like hitting your penis into a wall, you know. It's like boom, boom. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. All of you listeners, and for me, I'm like, I don't have a penis, but I'm like, this is so cool. Like, you actually get to know and feel your partner's body, and this is like super useful information too. Because when the cervix is hard, usually it's not welcoming a lot of touch, or it needs a little bit more gentle. And when it's more soft and open, it can take much more pounding or pressure or attention. Yeah, so that's important for the guys to know because, first of all, if you have a, a, a really large penis, you're most likely going to be touching it almost no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what state of, of excitement, no matter what time of the month it mm-hmm. is. But you should be able to tell when you hit it, is it hard or is it soft? Mm. And, you know, whether, you're, whether you have a large penis or not, if you're feeling the cervix and it feels hard, well, that's a real sign that she needs more stimulation. Mm. Like, don't just start pounding and don't say, hey, let's get into this position and like, you know. So that's a sign. Take a little bit more time and go a little bit slower. You should, as the lovemaking progresses, start to feel it soften. Mm. And if you're still hitting it, but you're like, ooh, it feels, it feels kind of soft now. It feels mm-hmm. a little bit more open than it did before. Now maybe you can start progressing to a little bit more. Oh, I love that. Vigorous. So um, before we get into more of our tips, I wanted to read a study from the Journal of Sex uh, Medicine that was published a few years ago. Um, and what they found, and by the way, Kevin, I'm counting on you to like explain it. Uh, I'm going to read this and then we'll break it down. They found that vaginal, clitoral, and cervical regions of activation were differentiable, consistent with innovation by different afferent nerves and different behavioral correlates. Oh, you got to love science. They love to overcomplicate everything. (laughs) All they're saying here is that the different points that are stimulated, which they're calling regions of activation, were differentiable, which means you could just tell the difference between which region was being stimulated and which region it wasn't. Yeah, and the difference is in the brain, by the way. I just took one sentence of that. They took... um, MRI, right? Yeah. Um, areas of the brain. They were monitoring brain it. activity. Exactly. Yeah. And they were able to see which parts of the brain light up when they stimulate which regions. Yes. And so one of the things that they determined was that different nerves were actually being stimulated. Yes. And hence, that's why we talk about, you know, you can have a, a, a clitoral orgasm versus a G-spot orgasm versus a cervical orgasm, that there are literally different nerves being stimulated. Yeah that are triggering different parts of the brain. And at the same time, because in close proximity, they still kind of work together. It's not like separate. It's a network, right? And so it's spongy tissues and it's nerves. And yes, you might be stimulating the tip of your clitoris, but you know, the clitoris has the legs and it innerves all the way deep down and and is connected to your G-spot. 
and the G spot in that region, the interior region, the A spot is connected to your cervical spot. So it's kind of like all mingled into one. So yes, that's a good reminder too to be like, hey, because some people are saying, no, it's all the same. It all starts from the same place. And I'm like, well, yes and no, maybe it's somewhere in the middle. (laughs) You know, it's one thing to say, well, it all kind of starts in the same place. I mean, I could see how depending on what they exactly mean by that, you could say that. But what still amazes me is that here it is, 2020, and people still say G-spot orgasms don't exist and cervical orgasms don't exist. I mean, there's there's enough science now <laughs> to show there are different nerves connected to different spots that can trigger different sensations. Mm-hmm. It's not even up for debate anymore, honestly. Yeah, and enough women have come forward to talk about their experiences. And so while we're talking about that, um, let's just look at... Let's have one clear understanding because for most women, the cervix goes very much understimulated. And and it's also often very sensitive to touch. The cervix, like we said earlier, does not like to be poked. It has to be coaxed into being approached and you know, played with. Just like a woman. Exactly. <laughs> and offers the f- oftentimes the first sensation in the in the pelv- in the cervix is a-, a pain or discomfort. And that's a sign, by the way, that you're not ready, meaning you need more arousals, more stimulation, that this is just not enough time for the cervix, or that the cervix is holding trauma. And I'm never a big like proponent. If it feels discom like painful, uncomfortable, you start you breathe, you relax, you never push through. Because a lot of women just go like, well, it's a very fine line. And and I can speak about that for myself too, because you might have an, like a certain degree of pleasure and there's also pain and you're kind of thinking, oh, well, but it feels still so good. And yet there's the pain. And so it's very important to be like, okay, how can I stay in the zone where there's more pleasure than there is pain? And how can we like go maybe more gradually into awakening that, that part of the body? So if you are experiencing pain, that means you're not aroused enough, okay? And don't judge yourself. If it takes you 20 minutes or 40 minutes, that's absolutely normal, okay? And who knows? Maybe you had a stressful day. Maybe your body needs a little bit more time, you know? It's it's easier when you're on vacation, when you're relaxed, and when you had a full day of work, right? And sometimes also the pain can come from old sexual trauma or things that have happened, you know, even just sometimes with um, childbirths that was traumatizing. All of these can can still have the memory right in that area. So addressing not only the physical, but the emotional underlying causes as well, just to allow that piece, that place of the body to start to open up and relax. And know also that the cervix can hold a lot of tension and it takes time to awaken it and you need to be turned on and not pressured. So you can't approach it in like, I'm getting a cervical orgasm today and this is this because so, we're about to give you the tips and it's like Celine and Kevin said these tips so this needs to happen this way, right? <laughs> no, well, no y- pressure. You know what we always say too, right? is that you shouldn't have any expectations or any end goal. Mm -hmm. So anytime you embark on lovemaking, the end goal isn't to have, it isn't to have a cervical orgasm, but it also isn't to have really any orgasm. (laughs) Because the second you put an expectation on it, like 
I'm going to have an orgasm during this session, you've just reduced the, the chances that you're actually going to have an orgasm because you're putting stress and pressure on yourself. So I got to I gotta do this or I got to do that or I got to get there or I only have a certain amount of time to get there or, or whatever it is. So, you know, I, I say with clitoral orgasms, there's a high likelihood that you'll get there. With the other types of orgasms, maybe not. So don't, don't create any expectations. Create an environment that's conducive to potentially having one. Mm-hmm. And then if you do, you're like, score, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and the more you do that, the more often you'll be able to repeat that, and the more often you'll be able to have them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't expect a cervical orgasm every time. Like sometimes the easier to get to have than other times. And it's ha- it's fun when it happens and it's just as fun when it doesn't happen. That's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got some tips to help you potentially have them. Ooh. All right. So we have five tips to have amazing cervical orgasms. All right. So number one, to have a cervical orgasm, you actually need to touch or stimulate your cervix. Ooh, who knew, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Like, you can't have a cervical orgasm just by touching your clit. Like, it has to have a stimulation. And before you go straight to the cervix, like we talked about, you need to stimulate all the hot spots within the vagina, also known as your G-spot, your A-spot, which is located on the deep interior of your vagina, on the belly side, so up and uh, up towards the belly when you go in, you need to activate the entire vagina because that will ensure that your cervix is adequately aroused and pleasured without oversensitivity. Yeah. So the recommendation is start from the outside inward. Yes. Right. Start from the outside. Mm -hmm. It could be, it could literally just be massaging the outer labia, you know, and starting to get that engorged with Mm -hmm. blood and get the, the, um, excitement flowing. Absolutely. You can go to the clitoris, you can go to the G spot, work your way deeper into the A spot, like start to build from the outside in. And I love that. It's awakening the erectile tissues above the roof of the vagina. It's actually crucial, crucial first step. Um, now as a guy, Kevin, tell us more about stimulating the cervix for your partner with your penis. What's the best position? (laughs) (laughs) well uh doggy style is generally the best position and actually when researching this uh i had some ideas in my head and i was like well let let me see if what other people say do they have any other recommendations you know and and literally it was like doggy style hands down (laughs) short and sweet (laughs) but actually i would also add uh, missionary with your legs like way up high. Yes. And like kind of almost by your head is also another good one. That is, uh, I'm so glad you said that, Kevin, because when I work hands on with women and we do a full uh, yoni massage and try to explore, and they're laying on their back, and so I'm between their legs and I'm massaging the inside of their vagina. If I need to go to the cervix, I actually have them place their feet or their ankle over my shoulder. So that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about, because my fingers are not that long um, and it's hard sometimes to go reach that cervix. And that's the way that I get to reach it. So if you are doing a digital stimulation, you want to try to reach it um, for your woman, like have her lift her legs and place her ankles over your shoulders or or feet, like depending how it is or 
prop maybe even you can even try to put a pillow underneath the um underneath her butt to lift it up a little bit um but that would be the the most the, the easiest way i know that in doggy style most of the time you're like oh yeah, yeah. and i can tell but every time I put your legs over your head. You're like, whoa! <laughs> it's like a sure thing. <laughs> but I think it might also has to do with the position, uh, with the direction of your penis, because you point up, and so that's easier for that. Uh, if a penis points to a side or different side, it might be a different position. Because I had a lover um, in the past who uh, was pointing differently, and actually the way he was, he was bigger. And pointing to a side. And what we did, we did basically a side position, a little spoon, big spoon, with me being the little spoon. And he would be behind me, entering me. And that's how I modified that doggy side. Because doggy was too much. He was too big for me. And... Um, and so that allowed to have that penetration that was deeper and with his angle that was hitting it. So you got to think about logistics of the, um, how the shape of your genitalia work together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you might have to try a few different things, be a little creative. <laughs> and, you know, here's it's the all thing. fun anyway. Um, once you touch your cervix, you will know. So that's what tip number two is you got to know your cervix. So as a woman, you need to know what it feels like and you got to explore it for yourself. Like I said earlier, it changes positions, right? During your cycle, it's low and firm like your nose during the bleeding and after ovulation. But when you are fertile, it comes really high and soft. And remember that pillowy description Kevin gave us? It's kind of like, I'm ready. It's soft. It's appealing. Come inside me. This is the whole thing is happening. You know, it's like designed to make babies and it's working very well. So at the height of ovulation, the cervix os, which is uh, the name for the cervix um, hole, <laughs> a little hole in the middle, right? Because it's kind of like a donut, if you think of it, like a really small donut. Um, it's soft, open and wet. And you need to know your cervix to know what's going on. And you have to time to you have to take the time to explore yourself. I don't know if you remember in one of the episodes, Kevin said, I know every inch of my penis. And I'm like, most women don't know anything about their vaginas, the inside. And you have to go and explore. You have to feel the ridges, the, the folds, the, the weird ways that it is inside, how it takes to touch your cervix. What does it feel like when you reach your cervix? If your fingers are too short, if you can't find a position, get a wand, like a crystal wand or something, you know, to help you reach those locations. And uh, like I said, the best way is to squat until you kind of feel that wall. Um, because one more little anatomy lesson here, the cervix is basically the back door, right? You know, when women are afraid, am I going to lose a tampon? Or if I put a JDEG inside my vagina, am I going to lose it? I'm like, no, you don't lose it because that's the cervix. The cervix is the door to the uterus, but that's kind of what closes that um, the, the, the vagina here. So that's that wall that you're looking for, if it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And you want to be familiar with its shape and texture. And it's, I know it's silly, but I mean, if you don't know yourself, you can't teach somebody else what you like, how you like to be stimulated and you can't guide them. So it's actually very crucial. Yeah. I've always been amazed. And I've said this on the show multiple times, how many women don't really even know how their body works or mm -hmm. what it's like. Like 
you know, there's a practice you do in workshops sometimes, which, you know, other people do also, which is having women look at their vaginas in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are again, 2020, this is still groundbreaking for so many women. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. totally groundbreaking. So it's, it's a great exercise to do. If you've never done it, do it. And the point is, is like, wow, how could you be an adult and have never done that? Never even looked at yourself. And you haven't done, if you haven't done that yet, um, make sure you sign up for the sex vault because I have a meditation for women, a deep pleasure and radiance meditation that will walk you through looking at your vagina and getting to know yourself. So that would be a get, good way to start. Yeah, that's at selineremy.com, and there's a link in the comments every episode to, yeah. <laughs> to that. But yes, yeah, sign up, get on that list, you'll get more cool stuff from us, and you'll get that meditation. So number three, find and explore the pleasure sensations in your cervix. Okay, so let's talk about what cervix, cervix is like. Um, the cervix needs, is more receptive to a slow, rhythmic touch. So like I said earlier... Hard and fast tends to shut it down unless, unless you are open, soft, usually like super aroused, usually super fertile, and then it can take more because it's softer, but otherwise it likes slow and rhythmic. Most people's sex tends to be more like in and out, like this, which is not the way the body likes. In and out has its place. But it's only one type in a toolbox full of different types. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you learned how to have sex from watching porn, that's the only type you see. Just full on, like boom, 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 real fast, hard. If you really want to be a master at making love, you have to vary the speed, the depth, the angle. Sometimes there's stillness. Sometimes it's really fast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really slow. Sometimes it's pounding. Sometimes it's soft and gentle. Like you've really got to, you've got to learn to vary that up. And as a guy, you've got to learn not only to vary it, but to vary it based on where she's at. And that's a master skill, mm-hmm. paying attention to where she's at and what she wants in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now, as a woman, don't be afraid to say what you want. If you're like, hey, slow so down, because what I really want right now is... Just really slow and gentle. Don't be afraid to say that. Just mm-hmm. say it in an irresistible way. <laughs> <laughs> but as a guy, also, she might not say it. So you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what's the expression on her face as you're pounding her? Is it like, oh, oh, I'm barely holding on? Or is it like, yeah, more, more, right? Mm-hmm. Is she grabbing your hips and pulling you, yeah. thrusting you forward into her or is she like pushing you away from her body? <laughs> These are slight differences, you know, while her hands pulling you or pushing you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so now we know the average speed of lovemaking, probably we need to be slowed down greatly in order for the cervix to enjoy that stimulation. And I want to give you a few stimulation that would be digital stimulation, either self-stimulation or uh, something you can do on a woman. Um, what I like, motions are experimenting like a windshield wiper. So it's like like left, right, left, right, like this, or small little circles. Circles feel really, really good. Slow and steady. 
You can do this back and forth motion. Um, but it's about bringing energy into the cervix, bringing life into it and seeing how it's responding. You're caressing it slowly and being like, okay, stretch, open, gentle, so that it doesn't have to like shield itself and be like, no, don't touch me. We've all had sex where the lover went too fast, too quick, too deep, and it hurt and it stopped the flow. And I'm sure every guy has experienced that at some point to have touched the wrong spot too quickly and you feel pretty bad about hurting her and she doesn't feel good either so it's really important to slow things down absolutely all right number four tip number four well since i'm on the roll i guess i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) open your mouth and allow your throat to release tension there's actually a direct connection between your throat and your cervix via that vagus nerve remember the nerve that innerves the cervix that we talked at the beginning one of them right it's the vagus nerve so um it's been backed up by science um ancient tantric text and Taoist practices they talk about that too so it's it's been around for a really long time so you want to allow deep guttural sounds to come out and open your mouth wide because there really is when you open your mouth ah like this your genitals your vagina opens as well and it works for guys too i know you don't have a vagina but um when you open your mouth like i don't know it opens up the sexual energy well what it does is especially Okay, so if you're a guy and you haven't learned how to move that energy through your body, mm-hmm. like you don't, you don't have a practice per se to intentionally move that body mm-hmm. through or that energy through, through the body, simply opening your mouth and allowing yourself to make sounds will move that energy. And that's actually one of the ways that you can learn to move the energy mm. is by opening your mouth and making some sounds. So as a guy, let's say you are trying to Move some of the energy through your body so that you can delay ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the ways to do that is to allow sound to come out. Mm-hmm. Just allow that sound to come out. Uh, try not to sound like a cheesy porn movie. <laughs> 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 but it's okay also. You know, a lot of people are really afraid to make sounds mm-hmm. during sex, which is kind of... I mean, I, I nobody wants to sound weird or look strange or whatever, but... It's part of it. It's uh, part of it. Haven't you sex. watched people having orgasms? There's a, we all look a little weird in that. And, and super fucking hot. And they're all making sound too. Exactly. So yeah, that that's definitely a tool that you can use as a guy to help move that energy through. Mm-hmm. And I find it hot. When you make sounds, oh, jeez, it takes me to the next level. I'm, I just got super turned on right now. I'm so glad it's the end of the show. I've got to deliver that last tip, and then I think i got to go get busy with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me tell you about our f- number five. Rotate your hips slowly and be patient um so remember how the cervix doesn't like so much the poking so when you start to move and rotate your hips you create a movement here and that whatever you have inside if it's a penis or dildo will start to do circular motion um that stimulation if it's deep enough so um that's a really good way to use your hips into small circle and it also gives the body time to build sensations and excitement and i know that it feels really good to stretch the body and and allow it to make any adjustments that it needs and then you stay in that flow final word of caution um is Uh, During pregnancy, deep stimulation of the cervix may not be um, 
the best so uh, you might avoid the the really deeper one um, unless maybe you are trying to give birth very soon and so you can do really deep cervical um, stimulation and nipple stimulation and get that cervix to contract and then get that baby out um, but otherwise you know don't rush it don't give up explore and have fun with cervical orgasms yeah and I would add on that number five tip you know guys you can move your hips too. It's, it's, it's not just the woman as you sit there thrusting straight forward or she's moving her hips. Yes, that works, but you can move your hips mm-hmm. too, right? And you know, if you move your hips to your right, the tip of your penis goes to the left. It's like driving in reverse. It's the opposite on the wheel. You know? <laughs> I love this. And by the way, we teach you all of that in our courses in power and mastery and sexual mastery. Um, so yeah, it's just to give you a little teaser of what's possible um hopefully we ignited your curiosity hopefully we gave you some good how-tos um and inspired you to give cervical orgasm a try yeah and if you've never had one now you have your mission (laughs) (laughs) but don't set any expectations (laughs) all right everybody that's all the time we have for this episode and we will see you next week We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.